Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Welcome everybody to a very, very special episode of Weisscast. Uh, as you know, we're taking a break, sort of, this summer, so we're only doing about once a month. And this week, or this month rather, I am very excited to have a very special guest, uh, someone that I've known literally all my life, that is my brother. I'm waving to the audience, can you hear me? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's kind of a... Uh... Rubbing salt in a fresh wound, Alex. Uh, we we really wanted this to be the first videoed Weisscast, and we just had technical difficulties, so we're just recording the audio. <sighs> I apologize. Nah, it's all good. Um, Alex, why don't you uh, give a little bit of your credentials for being on a podcast for nerds by nerds? Uh, so I'm a little, little out of practice, but up until for about two years i hosted my own podcast called the rocket pants podcast which was spun off from the former one more castle website Mm -hmm. uh all about they're just all about video games there was no other hook besides that just modern and retro games one more castle was retro games rocket pants was no holds barred just about games and we interviewed uh some decently big name people on there there is the creator of nuclear throne if you've ever heard of that game uh i've never played it but the creator's name is rami ismael he interviewed carol mertz who is over at happy badger studios uh interviewed jim i forget his last name frog fractions guy Mm. and also the creator of dropsy slash Oh, uh, Hypnospace Outquest. Hypnospace. I should know that. The Hypnospace game. Jay Tholen. So, yeah. Awesome. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, uh, I was a big fan of Rocket Pants. I listened to most, if not every episode. Um, And I actually forgot that you interviewed the frog fractions guy my my friends and i back in the day really loved frog fractions yeah yeah it was it it was something it's hilarious um well we're gonna get into the google joke and then uh do a couple brief recaps before we get into our e3 predictions um that's what's so special about this uh podcast besides the fact that it is the first one with you on it, and it's also the first uh, of the summer. Uh, I've always wanted to do an E3 predictions podcast because I listen to them every year, uh, and yeah, I'll just see what see what we can do. So here's the Google joke. Tell me a joke. What's the difference between a guitar and a fish? You can tune a guitar, but you can't tune a fish. <laughs> that was, was a pretty guitar riff really in the joke yeah it really was um i love the google joke that's probably the most underrated part of weisscast that people don't talk about um 
from there, Alex, uh, did you happen to look up anything from the Apple WWDC? No, uh, I, I really haven't had time to prepare for this episode. I briefly watched a little bit of the Pokemon thing, and that's about it. That That's fine. I, I literally asked you earlier this afternoon. Um, I was just really excited about this, so we honestly probably could have recorded tomorrow, but uh, I'm really excited about this episode. <laughs> Uh, and that's okay. I'll just briefly recap it. Pretty much all they did was announce the next uh, iOS. They said that iPad OS is spinning off from iOS. Oh, brother. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, they the new Mac OS, um, but also they announced uh, the new Mac Pro, which is literally putting the Pro back in Macs. Um, this particular unit is actually geared for video editing and content creation professionals. So like people that edit on like the Hollywood level, um, people that will spend, you know, a hundred thousand dollars on a rig, uh, for video editing. Um, this is still very expensive. So it's not for people like you or I who like to edit videos, um, kind of like as a hobby. Mm -hmm. Um, or even for professional YouTubers who do it, uh, you know, every day for their livelihood, it is for those people that need the color accurate monitors and all that stuff. So, like, fully kitted out, this thing is going to cost like fifty to sixty thousand um, dollars with monitors and stuff. But There's, if you took what, I, 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 I probably would be the guy who gets that and just uses the adobe suite because the adobe suite is what i have now i i'd probably be the guy that gets that and still just checks facebook on it you know (laughs) two thousand dollar macbook yep um but it's it's for those uh professionals in hollywood or wherever that just really need the most color accurate displays and the best highest end uh components in their computers um and Apple, if you look at it in that light, Apple's actually undercutting the market, and that that cost just really came down. And so I'm actually really excited to see, um, now that Apple is creating for those people again, to see what they do on the consumer level, to see if their stuff actually gets better at the consumer level. Yeah. Because it's kind of stunk over the past four or five years. But... yeah. I, I, I really, I don't, I honestly don't keep up with Apple as, I, even though I use their hardware exclusively, I just, I, I usually use the older hardware, so. Yeah, I, I'd say that you're like, you know, 90% of Americans that don't necessarily follow it. You just, you like it because it works yep. and it work and it works well for you. But I'm going to have to upgrade sometime because my computer is officially uh, not supported. Well, it's not going to be updated anymore. It's supported. I forget what status that is. They, It's like the weird in-between limbo status. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I get security updates, but no, I can't update to the newest version of Mac OS. That's sad. I'm looking what? over the updates for iPad OS right now, and some of them look kind of cool. Like the 
Wi-Fi selection from Control Center. That's about time that happened. Yeah. Um, let's see. Block senders and mail. I don't use the mail app, but that might, maybe I can roll that out to block senders because I get so many spam. Mm-hmm. It's not not funny. Um, let's see, that's that's the two that stick out for iPad OS. I'm subscribed from emails. They they have that on Catalina as well. Virtual touch. Cool. I like the. Uh, I I think I tend to get more excited about the software updates these days because they're free. So yeah, and <laughs> free is way better than you know hundreds of dollars. Yeah, but the it is it is cool that they're uh, kind of trying to win back the the pro- professional market because uh, that's the I don't know that that that's what people know Max for in the past is for the the content creation. Mm-hmm. And if <laughs> I doubt that I'll ever get to that level, but if I ever get to that level with uh, content creation, I would love to get a Mac Pro. But for now, I'll stick with the rig that I built last year. Side, um, side question. Yeah. So I, uh, well, a little background story. I had a friend who worked. Uh, Amazon, who was really into computers, built his own. Right. He put, and he put so much RAM in his computer that he could boot his hard drive off of the RAM. Wow. And yeah, he made a RAM drive. <laughs> that's what. Kind of great. That's what the Mac Pro has, pretty much. Does it? Yeah. It. Uh, you can get up to 1.5 terabytes of RAM. That's more, I like my hard drive isn't even that big. Yeah, I I did the math, and let me see the tweet because I I tweeted it at one of my favorite YouTubers. Um, and I was watching the the keynote on my iPad Mini that came out in 2013, and appropriate the iPad or the uh, Mac Pro. Um, and compared or my iPad Mini compared to the Mac Pro, sorry. Uh, I have literally point zero six five one zero four one six repeating percent of the RAM that that fully specced out Mac Pro can have. On your desktop? No, on my, on my uh, iPad. On my iPad, because I only have one gig of RAM. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So I've got sixteen gigs of RAM in my. My hard on my computer. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Uh, sorry, I thought I told you. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I think you you probably did. I just forgot. Yeah, it's it's maxed out. I don't think it can handle anymore. Yeah. And uh, it's got 512 megabytes of, I'm assuming integrated video memory, um, i5 processor, and uh, it says 524 gigabytes of hard drive oh 525 mm. solid state so this is a 2011 macbook and it's probably uh it could, maybe it could handle it more a thicker hard drive but it's, it's about as maxed out as it can get right now yeah i'm about to update my desktop actually gonna get another stick of ram and probably an ssd 
uh, and I'm, I'm probably going to do that in the next few months or so. So I'm really excited about that. I I don't honestly I don't I don't think I ever want to go back to a physical hard drive because this this thing boots up like nothing. Yeah, if I had been on a if I had not been on a budget when building last year, or if <laughs> if SDs SSDs cost the same last year as they do now, I would have gotten an SSD. But the one that I want right now is literally like ten dollars more than I paid for my hard drive last year. For a physical hard drive. Yeah. So it is what it is, but I'm glad yeah. computer pri- prices are coming down, or at least part prices are coming down. Yeah. So yeah. that's really it for WWDC. Um, as well, I, I'm a, someone that doesn't necessarily use Apple exclusively. I'm pretty platform agnostic. I have an Android phone, an iPad, and then a Windows computer. Um, but you have Apple everything, but you don't follow Apple that much. <laughs> so we're probably not the two, the two experts that you want to hear talk about WWDC. So I just figured we'd fly over it. Yeah, well, right now I'm looking at my Dell monitor, my, <laughs> my secondary Acer laptop. So there you go. Man, you're pretty platform agnostic too. Um, next is the Pokemon Direct Recap. Um you said you got to read up on it some. I, I watched a little bit of the video. Um, let's see if I can pull up the bullet points here. Yeah, so I know that they unveiled seven new Pokemon, including both legendaries. Um, they talked a little bit more about the region. Um, and they also... What else do they do? They talked about the the big I forget what they call it the big Pokemon. Is that not the legendary? No, no, no. Like the gigantic. It's not an evolution. That they can grow really big. Oh, the Mega Evolution. No, not, it's not called Mega Evolution. Oh. Did you watch the video? Dynamax. Ah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I read articles actually. I I meant to watch it. This morning live, but I completely forgot and was on the road, actually. Um, yeah, so I think those are pretty cool updates. Um, I'm really looking forward to Pokemon on Switch. I don't know if I'll get it day one or maybe ask for it for Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes out November 15th, really close to Christmas. Um, but apparently there will be multiplayer raid battles and... Yeah. That, that that seems awesome. That seems very fun. Trying to get this pop up to go away so I can read this recap. Yeah, go on ahead and uh, read the recap once you get it. Okay, Dynamax. I I don't. The Dynamax looks kind of interesting to me. I I don't quite see the hook to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's just another strategy. The raid battles, like you said, uh, I think you can do them online or you can do them locally. And they were talking about how you can uh, fight the Dynamax Pokemon in the wild with your friends, too. Will that be part of the raid? Yeah. Oh, with cool. These, 
These pit four trainers against a single enemy that will be Dynamax for the entire fight. Defeat it, and you'll have a chance to catch it. Your fellow trainers can be actual trainers, but if you don't have a group of four, the AI will fill in as needed. Hmm. And then uh, you get a smartphone in the game. Um, and the random encounters are back. So, he said, oh, no, they're not back. Based on today's presentation, looks like random encounters are gone. Ooh. So, like, I can't run into Pokemon in the wild? Uh, you see them. No, they're, they're not random. You see the Pokemon walking around. Oh, okay. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I that that was one of the always one of the more annoying, annoying things about Pokemon is having to use a million repels to yeah keep away wild Pokemon. Get through like Viridian Forest or whatever. It's just like it was impossible to not hit any Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I think I'm still a little skeptical because like every time a new Pokemon game game comes out, they hook me. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And then it's just like Pokemon with a new coat of paint. Yeah. I hope, I mean, but to be fair, the formula is tweaked a little bit every time. Right. And I I hope they change enough in the the formula to to really hook me in. It really sounds like these raid battles could be a lot of fun. I I apologize for the hammering downstairs. I'm not hearing it, so I don't know if it's getting picked up or not so okay yeah um yeah the, the raid battles could i mean that could be a, a whole nother like like that could be like you know an evening with your friends mm-hmm. yeah it could be fun that also might make some for some pretty good um youtube or twitch content you know mm-hmm. um i would love to see some of those raids on Twitch, I guess. Twitch raids Pokemon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's just something that's waiting to happen, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Wow. Man, that was one of the best Twitch events of all time. I, I I've actually never I've have I seen it? I've I've seen seen briefly. I I followed it really closely. Um I was a student intern um at at the church and um i like whenever i would go into work i would have it like on my tablet um just like in the background while i was working nice and it was really funny also all the memes that came from it were incredible i i just i think the part i saw was the uh, I, I think it's the maze where you, you have to figure out which way the, the arrows go on the ground. Mm-hmm. So you get through it and it was just this, just, yeah, it was just the player doing that. And I, I was like, man, they're taking forever. So the funniest thing that I, uh, remember from that is, um, when they were trying to get, I think they were trying to get the water stone so they could evolve Eevee into Vaporeon. And of course it's like a couple thousand people playing the same game at once. So they messed up and got the Firestone and got Flareon, which is notorious for being the worst Eevee evolution. And, um, 
so he got the nickname the false prophet and <laughs> i i don't know why that made me laugh so hard at the time this was like almost six years ago mm-hmm. isn't that crazy i i can't believe it man i mean i don't feel like i should i i for the audience i i'll be 33 in july I don't. I don't feel like I should remember six year, years ago and still be an adult. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I was. I'll be twenty five also in July. Yeah, you and, were an adult, adult back then. I was also an adult, so, um, just, just a just a fresher adult than you. Uh, there you go. Um, here here's a question related to Pokemon. Do you do you get into the mechanics underlying? Like, I, I don't remember what they're called, but like the the underlying mechanics of the game, and really dig deep into the game, or are you more of a casual player of the game? I'm more of like in between. Uh-huh. So like, you're, you're talking about like the people that really study like the probabilities of like um, yeah. encounters and like the which types are like perfect for fighting which types and yeah what what are those what are those stats called that you can just like max out um i forget i i I know that they're all on the internet like bulbapedia and yeah um all that i i'm i'm more like yeah like in between like i want to make the best party that i can um of my six pokemon um i want to make it pretty balanced um but at the same time, if I think I'm the guy that if a crappy Pokemon looks kind of cool or like cooler than a really good Pokemon, I might put him in my party over that good, over that good Pokemon. <laughs> it's true. Like the uh, oh, Eevees and Ivies. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I, I don't understand those at all, and they've been explained to me. Yeah, I don't particularly understand them either. Um, I watch a YouTuber that frequent—I wouldn't say frequently plays Pokemon, but he's played through a lot of the series. He's a Let's player. Uh, have you heard of Chugga Conroy? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, Big he's daddy. really good at Let's playing, and he's super into those things. Um, and he's explained it a few times, and I, I still don't get it. No, it's too too deep for me same let's move on from the pokemon direct recap to a unexpected video game announcement today it was actually a uh, a re-release of spongebob battle for bikini bottom alex did you ever play this I, i i've never played it i've only heard of the the great things about it yeah so i've never played it either apparently people that grew up on it loved it and uh, you and I both grew up on SpongeBob, but never playing SpongeBob games. because um, well, they have the all all the licensed games have a reputation of being terrible. So yeah, we steered clear of those. Yeah, we really did because we have good taste. Um, but apparently, this one holds its own in the world of 3D platformers. Um, people put it on par with, well, I wouldn't say on par, but like right below like Banjo-Kazooie in those games, maybe more on par with, like, the original Crash Bandicoot. Okay. Um, and I don't know. 
I might give it a try this time if the price is right. So I noticed that THQ Nordic has yeah. the rights to the game. Mm-hmm. Didn't wasn't I? That's it says THQ originally published the game, but was is THQ Nordic a different company? Yeah. So I think uh, a bunch of studios consolidated, um, and came under the the name uh, THQ Nordic. So okay. like. THQ being one of those studios slash publishers. Thought they, I thought I was pretty sure THQ uh, is gone. No, yeah, THQ Nordic um, is like the successor Got to it. THQ. So they have the uh, oh crud. The rights. Well, yeah, the rights, but I was thinking of other IPs that they have. Oh, don't they have? Do, do they? Did they do the Darksiders game? Yes, Darksiders. That's what I was thinking of. Um, they have the Darksiders IP. They have Saints Row IP. They have um, the oh Red Faction. Red Faction IP. Um, so they they have some pretty big names, um, and. People are anticipating actually a new Red Faction game because THQ Nordic actually just reacquired the original studio that made the Red Faction games. Okay. So I, I see. His, I, I'm looking on Wikipedia. It says THQ trademark was acquired by Nordic Games in 2014. Then they re- renamed themselves THQ Nordic. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't too far off. Um, no, you you were right. I just I'm mm-hmm. confirming it. Yeah, so this is a very interesting um, release. I anticipate it probably being like a forty dollar release, and then probably going on sale soon after. Um, I would love to play this on Switch um, because I like to play most games on Switch. Um, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually kind of excited about this. I don't know about you. I. It's gonna. It's probably gonna win me over because I don't have any nostalgic ties to it. I mean, I. I probably would pick pick it up on sale, for the Switch. And yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I think the the, the Switch is the only uh, current console I have, um, audience. I mean, I have, I have a computer, but it. I mean, it's a Mac, so it doesn't. It, it doesn't play the latest games or anything. Yeah. It, it can't run even, uh, shoot, what was the Banjo-Kazooie successor? Ukulele. It cannot run ukulele. I've tried mm. on, on the lowest setting, so. Maybe, yeah. your, maybe your next computer will be able to run ukulele. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> From there, we're going to head on into our E3 predictions. Uh, we'll start with... Do you want to want me to start with Xbox? Or I know you don't have an Xbox, so you don't really care about that as much. Um, well, why don't you talk about Xbox, and I'll, I'll chime in where I can, and then we can talk about Nintendo together. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, there have been a lot of big things happening with Xbox lately. Um a few months back they were they announced the Halo Master Chief collection is coming to 
PC, and it's actually available for pre-order on Steam, of all things, which is pretty big. Um, and, of course, last year, Microsoft acquired a bunch of developers, um, and I, I think including like Playground Games, who develops um, Forza Horizon, and they uh, allegedly are developing a new fable um so on the um xbox front i am excited to see um what they announce uh next week and so i'm going to go through a, a few of my uh predictions so a really safe it's not a prediction it's something that i'm actually looking forward to um is halo infinite gameplay um they announced halo infinite last year um there's speculation that it's kind of an open world halo which i don't know how i feel about that but more uh, like a oh, oh what was the bungee game destiny yeah more like a destiny game i i guess but um yeah that that's really the only thing that I guess we could compare it to. Um, but I'm also looking forward to see... There's rumored that um, they will talk about the next Xbox. Um, and I'm excited about that as well as someone who was an early adopter of the Xbox One. So you think it'll be the Xbox Two? There's no telling. Because it went from xbox to xbox 360 to xbox one so <laughs> it could go to xbox two or it could go to xbox like 720 which wouldn't make that much sense because we're trying to they're trying to push 4k gaming um there it could go to i wouldn't be surprised if it was like xbox infinite or something to like kind of name after halo or something yeah um but another thing that's confirmed is that xbox game pass do you know what game pass is yeah that lets you uh pay a monthly fee to pay whatever games you want to on xbox live right right um it's actually super cool i have a trial of it for the summer a three-month trial it was only like a dollar um and so i'm playing games from that right now but game pass is coming to pc and that's not the thing that most intrigues me there's a rumor that game pass is coming to switch yeah that that's that's where i'm i'm kind of hoping it'll come yeah so um xbox and nintendo have been on really good terms lately and actually they brought cuphead uh to switch and it's done really well um so i'm hoping that uh, bringing Xbox games to Switch, I, I imagine it'll look more like bringing their indie games, um, their ID at Xbox, um, is what it's called. Um, I, I would not be surprised if that was the deal that they make, but it'd also be kind of cool to see, um, streaming some of the AAA games on Switch. Yeah, there, there is precedent for streaming, uh, the, I, I don't know what the, what you call the PS4 and Xbox versus the Switch, the 4K 
because they're all HD. There's yeah. precedent for Resident Evil 7 and another game being streamed to the Switch. I don't remember what the other game was. Uh, was it Assassin's Creed Odyssey? That's it, yeah. Yeah. So... so little, little precedence. That would not be super surprising um, to see, actually, a, a stronger tie between Xbox and Nintendo. This This actually started... Um, kind of last year with Fortnite and the cross-platform uh, availability. Start with uh, did it start with Minecraft. Uh, it might have started with Minecraft. You're right. Because uh, I've I've got this Minecraft on the Switch, and it's you still have to sign in with your Microsoft account to to huh. do things, and you get I... you can play with Xbox people or Windows people, and it's really cool. I didn't even think about that. You're right. It probably did start with Minecraft. Yeah. Um, so something that's a lot less likely. Um, Bungie's been working on another franchise, um, which is rumored to be called Matter. Uh, that trademark was filed back in late 2018 um, before Bungie split with uh, Activision. And... A lot of people are wanting Bungie to show up on the Microsoft stage and show off Matter. But, I mean, if they just trademarked it back in late 2018, there's probably not any playable footage. Right. Um, but, yeah, those are the things that I'm kind of excited for. There's also rumors of... Or, there's also talk of the first look at the Halo TV series. Kind of indifferent about it. I'm not super into the Halo lore... I just like the multiplayer, um, which I think is how a lot of people are. Right. Uh, but I'm sure that I'm missing something from my Xbox predictions. Um, uh, I will add this addendum. Uh, the, the games on the Master Chief collection, mm -hmm. The besides Halo 1 and 2, the other ones, to my knowledge, have not been released on PC ever. Oh, um, yeah. That's true. Um there hasn't been a Halo release on PC since Halo 2, or at least a mainline series. The um, the Halo Wars series has come to PC, uh, which oh. is their RTS. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm not that into Halo, but I want to say people probably don't play Halo for that spinoff. <laughs> uh, they do if they're into the lore. Um, okay. I actually really enjoy. I I played through Halo Wars, um, in the fall, the the first one, and really enjoyed it. Um, I played it on PC, um, but I tried to play the second uh, Halo Wars on my Xbox. Starting, I started last week, and it was not very intuitive. So I recommend playing it on PC if you ever get the chance. Because you, you like RTSs. Um, yeah, I, I've dab I dabble. I I feel like I don't have as much time as I want to, but yeah. Yeah. Um, we've actually talked about playing... Um, StarCraft 2. <laughs> StarCraft 2 and haven't had the chance yet. Maybe maybe we'll get the chance uh, sometime soon. Yeah, in July, whenever I make my, my pilgrimage up to where you live too redacted yeah <laughs> uh, so i'm i'm looking at pcgamer.com and it says about the master chief collection 
that 343 Studios has decided to implement the popular TU settings across all of Halo Reach's multiplayer. Um, it's a title update release late in Reach's life that rebalanced armor abilities and drastically changed weapon bloom. In the original game, some playlists use these settings while others change. 343 seizes the TU settings overall better balance. At first, I, when I read it, I thought it said it used them across all the games, but now I see that I was mm. not correct. So. Uh, so it's not as interesting as a tidbit as I thought it was initially. Um, have you ever tried... Have you tried to play the original Halo, like anytime soon like uh, even going back after two and three it was it was really uh archaic in the yeah yeah it's it's tough sometimes um i haven't played much master chief collection recently but whenever i first got my xbox that was like all my friends and i would play because it's the only game that we had um and whenever we would we we typically would only do uh Halo 3 but sometimes we would like mix up the uh the queue and throw in uh 1 2 and 4 as well and whenever a like Halo 1 came up it was just really really hard to play wait so you can mix and match your games mhm oh that's really cool it is really cool i can bring my xbox to redacted in the summer if you want uh no pressure all right sure we'll, we'll have plenty of switch and pc games to that's true to play it's very true um we can move on to nintendo i'm actually more excited to talk about nintendo anyways um as much as i love xbox um there there um really just isn't too many far-fetched um, things that I could predict um, with Xbox. Yeah. So, like, just throwing this out there, don't nothing, nothing intrigues you about Sony. Just. Well, so no, yeah, uh, but Sony's not going to be at E3. Um, what? Yeah, they're <laughs> they're not having a press conference. I I would do a s- predictions, but like, they're not going to be there. Um, they don't feel like they need to be there. I think it's kind of them being kind of cocky, being the the quote winner of this generation unquote. Um, so, yeah, they're not going to be there. Um, I mean, some of their they they might announce some things from like the show floor. They're just not having a uh, a press conference. I think they're still going to be on the floor, um, you know, having demos and stuff. But I think they're taken a turn from Nintendo um, but not even doing like a direct style which is huh. c- kind of lame I mean I'm trying to remember what Sony first party games would be like Uncharted and stuff like that so yeah people are I, I don't see it as a first party or like I don't, I don't think of first party games when I think of Sony. Yeah. I'm kind of there with you. Alright, so Switch. On the Switch. 
What are you looking forward to for Switch? <laughs> you want me to start? Yeah. Um, I... I'm looking forward to whatever the rumors surrounding this Xbox deal would be, whether it's like they're saying, uh, Nintendo saying we've patched our relationship up with Rareware and we're going to get a lot of the old games back on the Switch, uh, or that there's more Xbox Live functionality like there is in Minecraft and I guess there is in Fortnite, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be really cool. Um uh, I think, I mean, it's not really something that I want or I, I would do myself, but just having them there, I think more uh, more big big name third party games like Doom 2 and Wolfenstein, was it Wolfenstein on yeah. Switch? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, more, more games like that, I think that would add more credibility to the, the Switch. If, I mean, if they just announced a back catalog of like more games like that i think that would be really neat um mm-hmm. uh from nintendo themselves i i'm i hope they announce the next smash brothers dlc character i don't think they have every time i look it's just rumors yeah have you seen yeah. the rumor that it might be banjo yeah that could be yeah, very yeah. exciting that that would be amazing and uh the the long shot i mean i, I guess they're gonna announce one one character at a time oh no what happened long shot for that would of course be i've already got the game pass so i don't you okay i i don't i didn't hear the long shot long shot would be gino oh gino yes yeah oh my gosh i would love to see gino yeah that'd just be crazy amounts of ridiculous like i mean there's a little bit of um there's some goodwill with uh, SquareSoft these days with Nintendo. They yeah, it's not like they're rivals like they or you know it's not like they, Nintendo has burned that bridge anymore. They right. There's plenty of Square stuff on the Switch. We so. got Octopath like that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's an exclusive. Oh yeah, I was just thinking of the Final Fantasy ports, but yeah, Octopath as well. So, uh, honestly, I don't I don't know what else is coming down the pipeline but just the the smash dlc and if they announce some cool new indies mm-hmm. that'd be, I, I, that's what i'd be hyped for i i love um the indie showcase that they always do in the e3 directs um they do they they probably dedicate you know five whole minutes to showing clips from indies that are in the pipeline mm-hmm. um i think uh, it, I think the the direct will be uh, not focused on Smash, but there there will be a good about good um, portion of it on Smash um, for DLC because they really have been scarce with it. Um, I actually yeah. did not buy the pass, I don't so I don't have Joker. Um, but since I got the game early, I have Piranha Plant. I love Piranha Plant. Um, yeah, he's good. Um, I would love to like me and a, a million other people out there would love to see Waluigi come to Smash. Um, I think I just, he's an even longer shot than Gino. <laughs> you think he's longer shot than Gino? Isn't he, he's already a, an assist trophy, isn't he? Yeah, but that's an assist trophy. Um, 
I think that um, there will be a decent amount of third parties there. Um, I think maybe Ubisoft will probably be the biggest third party there. They have a great relationship with Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would love to see a... Mario plus rabbits two announced. Um, that's kind of a long shot, but I, ha- I haven't even heard anything about it, but I would love to see that. I love that game. I actually haven't played the DLC for it yet. Um, I might get it here in the next few weeks. Cause I loved the main game that much. Uh, the way I understand it. And I, I have the game too. If you didn't, if I hadn't told you. Yeah. I think um, I knew that. Yeah. I wish it, I wish you could play it online, but, um, I'm not bitter. <laughs> uh, the DLC is not just an add-on. It's like a expansion pack with like a whole separate story and different characters and everything. Right. So, I, I that that makes me excited because it's just more of the game instead of just like a couple of levels. Yeah, I want to say that it's like ten to fifteen hours more of the game. Yeah, which is great. Mm-hmm. And it's only um, like fifteen bucks, so it's really? not bad. Yeah, it's it's not very expensive at all. Uh, speaking of downloadable things on Switch, I probably need an SD card because I had to. I've had to maneuver my downloads a lot. Yeah. Memory. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the Ubisoft uh, because uh, it, that reminds me of uh, the third-party support on the Switch and also, uh, which includes Bethesda, and I, oh, yeah. I would just love if they brought fallout to the switch oh my goodness do you have a particular fallout that you'd like to see uh new vegas of course of course yeah um so i'm actually going through that in a let's play on on twitch um that's actually what i'll be doing right after our conversation you're Uh, you're playing it on twitch yeah um so i i stream it the things i don't know i tweet about it oh i guess i have a i have a twitch only account that i tweet from about it but yeah um so it's actually my second time doing this uh i started and i got to prim and so i'll get um a little further this week um but yeah i i love new vegas you and i both think that it's the best one Mm -hmm. um we know we're right we know we're right actually a lot of people are with us and to the people that say three is better, take a look at that color palette and then call me again. Cause that is in and of itself evidence that new Vegas is better. Yeah. Here, here's the reason why, like, I, I think I, I don't know if I knew this going in, but new Vegas, I think is better because it has a lot of the original writers. Of yeah. All that one and two minus, uh, uh, the creator, I forget his name, Brian, somebody, um, <laughs> good guy uh, sorry brian uh it has a lot of the the writers and uh it kind of it, it's in the same region as fallout one and two so there's yeah. kind of some uh regional connections as well um and just the uh the what do you call that the reputation system that adds a whole different dimension uh dimension to the game besides mm-hmm. the the karma system and on top of that, it's like, um, it's like the perfect. You you don't have to play for very long. That's like that's what the beauty of a Switch game is. You just pick it up, you play for ten minutes, mm-hmm. put it back down, 
that's that's what makes a switch game a switch game yeah play it on the go um yeah i i would love to see a fallout game come to to switch preferably new vegas but i would be i would not be surprised if they brought um fallout 4 um even though i i remember saying to you at the time that it came out that it was the best fallout game Mm -hmm. and i that was a blatant lie um i actually really dislike fallout 4 now um now that i've had the chance to play it more um i played it for probably a good 20 hours or so and i just it it's so much different than the other fallout games um the crafting is different um the, the you have to like have a settlement uh which sucks um the story is like okay um but like it's just it, it hasn't aged as well as new vegas yeah and um not that i have like a super powerful pc or anything but i can run my pc at or i can run it on my pc at uh ultra settings so it's I, it's not as taxing as i thought it was it's really not um and it it looks really good, but I'm actually playing it on Xbox because um, I was having technical difficulties last week whenever I was trying to um, stream it from my PC. Nice. So, I I didn't I I, I would have thought that Fallout Four would have been too resource intensive for Switch, but I guess it's, it's not. Well, they brought Doom, so yeah, that's true. But Doom, even though it might technically be what I'm trying to say, it's like, it's technically speaking a prettier game, but it's not as big of a game because it's not open world. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know. They they brought Skyrim as well, which also is an older game. I don't know. I I could see them bringing Fallout 4, though. Uh, I'd be, I, I don't know. I, I'd almost rather them not not bring Fallout Four than or not not bring anything than bring Fallout Four. <laughs> That's funny. Have you you still haven't played Skyrim yet, have you? No, and I've got your old PS3 copy. You know what? Just get it on Switch. I think that's the the it factor for you. It is. It's it really is. I. I, I was actually thinking through when you were talking about the indie showcase about if a game is now that I have a Switch, if a game is announced on Switch, I'm that much more likely to buy it. Yeah. And like, I think there was a brief time, maybe when some, P, or uh, there was still a brief time when uh, PS3 games were uh, contemporary, and I'm was excited about them before I got my Switch, but. I mean, nothing's as announced on the PlayStation 3 anymore because it's dead. Yeah. Uh, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, I don't know what I'm saying, but uh, I like the Switch. It's it's one of, if not my favorite consoles of all time. Um, and it has so much more potential that I could live up to. Um, I've actually been playing the... Uh, DLC for uh, Breath of the Wild, 
And at first I was kind of disappointed because I was like, oh man, this is super easy. And then I just realized that that was the first part of the DLC. And there's this whole part where like, I have no idea what to do. So um, I'm getting back into the meat of Breath of the Wild again. And I'm very excited about that. So speaking of, uh, I guess the switch itself, do you think there would be a hardware revision announced? Like, is that likely? So there's a couple different things, um, that I've heard slash have thought, um, if there is a hardware revision, I think that there will also be a dock revision, um, so something that can upscale the switch into 4k that it might actually have like an external GPU. Um, oh, and, so rather than just a console revision, some like some, something I could buy. Right. Without having to get the whole new console. Huh. Exactly. So like the, you know, the dock is what allows you to play your switch games on uh, right. your, your TV. And so, um, I think a revised dock with an external GPU that allows us to play upscaled games because it already runs on USB-C. And so, like, that's what a lot of external GPUs use nowadays anyways. Um, so I'd, I'd really like to see that personally. Um, but a lot of people are saying a higher spec quote, Switch Pro, which I guess would be, like, the equivalent of the new 3DS when as compared to the 3DS um i don't know like i never compared the new 3ds and the 3ds like side to side so i have no idea how much it actually improved um i I, i've seen a video and like side by side and just from my rough memory i feel like it was maybe a 25 percent speed improvement okay so that was actually pretty significant yeah, and I mean it's it's like it may, you may not see it in the older games, but in the, the newer games, it would definitely become a uh, like a, they they definitely took advantage of the new hardware. Mm-hmm. So it, it might not have been twenty five percent, but I just feel like it was noticeably faster. Right. Um. Yeah. That I don't know. I I think what might be more likely is a Switch Mini. So like a uh, a switch that doesn't allow you to take the Joy Cons off, and you probably can't dock it. So it's like portable only. Um, which I don't know how I feel about that. Like, um, I, de- I I definitely wouldn't feel bad about that being released because I wouldn't feel as bad as a Switch Pro being released. I should say, like I would definitely like want a a Switch Pro. But whereas a Switch Mini, I would not even give a second thought about. No, because I, I already have one. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, the the Switch is portable, but it's not like you can put it in your pocket or anything. And I don't necessarily want that. I just I I don't mind throwing it in a backpack or whatever, um, with my case. But yeah, I I don't know about hardware revisions. Uh, there, there's too many, I've heard too many things to really, um, reliably give an opinion, I guess. So I would, I would love the dock revision. Mm-hmm. I would, I would be all over that. Uh, more so, I wouldn't want to buy a whole nother 
pro right um but how would i'm wondering how the software would work if they would um say you know i don't know what let's just call it switch plus for brevity yeah like switch like would it say switch plus compatible or switch plus exclusive like you can't play this in handheld mode so they would lock that out you know i don't know um in my mind, they would treat it the way that Xbox treats um, Xbox One X enhanced games. Um, so, like, you you get the game. So, I have an original Xbox One, and I I can play you know any Xbox game right now. Um, and then if I were to say have an Xbox One X, um, I could download the game, and it would be the same game that I have on my my current xbox but i could download additional content to make the one x enhanced so like it would come with the the hdr um patches and and the 4k resolution so it the downloads a a little bit bigger um so that's kind of what i imagine um so like if you were to buy the game card you could download something from the nintendo shop and uh not that the 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 switch is <laughs> it's not exactly set up for this because it only has 32 gigs of storage on board. Um, but in my imagining you, you could like download a patch that would make it, uh, you know, plus enhanced. Gotcha. Cool. That would probably be the best way to do it. Um, the switch is actually the only console right now that I primarily buy, um, physical games for um unless they're indies of course but i have i'm looking at my my games i can't count from here uh probably eight physical games um whereas i technically have more than that for xbox one um but i'm actually about to sell them all at gamestop because they're doing a really good deal right now um and I might actually trade them in for Switch games. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like if the games are worth a minimum of two dollars, they'll give you five dollars more. So for in-store credit. So like, I have, you know, ten plus games that I don't care about. So, I'll get a pretty good chunk of change and maybe get a couple Switch games out of it. Maybe what? Get a couple Switch games out of it. Okay, that part cut out. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, we've talked about Nintendo. We've briefly talked about Ubisoft. Um, briefly talked about Square Enix. The only thing we really haven't talked about from Square Enix and Ubisoft are uh, the new Assassin's Creed, which is inevitable. Um, there's actually a, a leak of Watch Dogs. Have you heard of Watch Dogs? Have you, have you played yeah. Watch Dogs? I, I remember when it first came out, I was like, I'm going to get it when it comes out on the Wii U. And it came out like two or three years after the <laughs> wide release, and I never got it. So um, so the first one was kind of critically pan- panned. The second one was critically adored, but did not sell well. Um, but they're coming out with a third one, apparently, that's set in London. And it's like this, this model uh, where you can like be any npc so you can control any npc in the game uh 
and so that's kind of just rumored, but it looks kind of cool. Um, but yeah, there, if there's any guarantees in this world, it's death taxes in another Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> um, Square Enix is actually developing the Marvel Avengers game. Um, and not much oh, is the, the official Marvel Avengers game. Yeah, so it's not like license. It's not like uh, license from the movie. It's like how Spider Man PS4 was. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, um, so a lot of people are saying that it will be kind of like a, a like a co op four player co op game, um, where you kind of drop in and out. Like you can you can play it by yourself, but it'll be more fun to play with friends who will be other Avengers heroes. Um. No word really on the roster, but I guess we'll see next week when Square Enix does their uh, keynote. Right. Um, EA, really the only thing that I care about EA right now is Jedi The Fallen Order. Um, have you heard much about that? No. Uh, no, no, I haven't heard anything about it. So it's a single-player action game from the developers of Titanfall. Um, so Respawn Interactive, they also developed uh, one of my current favorite games, uh, Apex Legends. Um, this is completely out of their genre or their typical genre, so I'm really excited to see what they do. This is the first single-player only Star Wars game in many years, um, and so I'm very excited about this. I think uh, I did see a little something. They said no drop boxes, no... Yeah. Uh, what loot crates that that kind of thing. Yeah. So um that, yeah, it, it's it's really exciting because um like I said it's the first single player only uh Star Wars game in many years. It also it it takes place um between the Clone Wars and um like the original trilogy, so like that era, um hence the Fallen Order. Um so it is I, I think it looks awesome. There's a trailer for it if you want to look it up. Um just look up Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on YouTube and they should the trailer should come up. Um cool. and then Oh I'm sorry, what? I said I just said cool. Um and then we have Bethesda. Um you know, Bethesda teased a new IP last year. Um I forget Get what it's called. Something about Star. Starfield? Is that the one that's supposed to, like rumored to be Skyrim in, in space? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Um so they they name dropped it last year. I'm hoping that they bring footage of it. Um maybe even a release date. Um They will likely talk about um Doom Infinite uh, which is the next Doom game. Um, they might even talk about DLC for their recently released Rage 2, which is reviewed pretty well. Um, but I I don't know. I usually watch the Bethesda conference, but after last year, it was just so awkward with like Andrew WK doing a intro, like a musical intro for Rage 2. No one expected Rage 2 to be there. Um nobody was looking forward to it. no one was looking forward to it um same with fallout 76 
Um, that was probably the most critically panned uh, Bethesda Softworks game of all time. So I that was I that game did not enter my head as existing when we were talking about Fallout just a little bit ago. I completely forgot about that game. Yeah, same until I just started talking about their their conference from last year. Um, but yeah, so that's really all we have for uh, E3 predictions. Unless you have any other things, um, I was just gonna uh, put an uh, addendum on. You're talking about the Avengers game, mm-hmm. but uh, a game that's confirmed to come out next month is uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three: The Black Order. Oh yeah, Twitch. Yeah, and I I think it looks really cool. Uh, it's an action RPG, and mm-hmm. it's it's the Avengers game, so, or it's an Avengers game. Yeah. So I, I I think that looks pretty cool. Did you play the original Marvel Ultimate Alliances? I I did not, but neither like did again, I. Like like the other things, you just put it on the Switch, and I'm I'm that much more excited about it. I believe that it's a Switch console exclusive, is it not? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so that that is very exciting. Um, who who's developing it again? Team Ninja, uh, and Koei Temco, and published by Nintendo. So wow, yep. that that's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see how that does. Um, it's probably not something that I'll get you know immediately, but. Um, unless it's like gifted to me or something, but, um, hint, hint, wink, wink, winks as good as not to a blind bat. I've got other plans for you. Um, but yeah, I forgot about that game. You're right. Um, Um, oh, I was going to ask if, does EA have a presence on the switch? Not at all. Not really outside of like Rayman games. Um, no wait, that's Ubisoft. Um, that's, that's Ubisoft. I'm trying to think. I don't think that they do really. Um, I would like to see um, EA bring Apex Legends to Switch. Um, there's rumors that Apex Legends is coming to mobile, and that was kind of the first step for Fortnite. So the Fortnite went to mobile before it came to Switch, and so I think if Apex can run on mobile, it can run on Switch. Yeah, that's fair. Also, I would love to play Apex with you because it's a lot of fun, and I've put a lot of hours into it, and I would put way more hours into it if it were on Switch. (laughs) Uh, I I guess the only other thing I can think of is, uh, I don't know, something for Square Enix. I I, I don't keep up with, I mean, I I, I just do a cursory search every once in a while, see what's new. Yeah, see what people are tweeting about, but I don't actively follow any of these companies. But I mean, is there any talk of a rumor of a new Final Fantasy, like not a MMO, or is that so? Final Fantasy VII remake has been talked about for years. Um, it was announced at E three twenty fifteen, I believe, and yeah. So, but they've never like. Yeah, they've never confirmed like a release date or anything. So, um, a lot of people are thinking that it'll be this year that they confirm that. Um, I don't know. I I couldn't care less. I, I've never been really into the Final Fantasy games. Um, have Have you? I I've a never. Little, a little bit. Yeah, like, it's one of those things where 
I kind of get into the game. I used to have seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. And I don't. I just don't have them anymore because I I could never find the time. Or when I did, I was like, eh, it's, it gets kind of boring. They're but very meaty games. They're like over a hundred hours each, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm one of the people that I like unless it's I mean like a Fallout game is different because there's like I feel like it's different at least because mm-hmm. you kind of make up your own your own path in the game. Yeah, it's not just uh not just a predetermined story. Uh, but I I I don't necessarily see the um gameplay length. Like, if a game's boasted as 100 hours, I don't see that as necessarily a positive. Right. I think if a game takes 25 to 30 hours and is really enjoyable, has a good story, and it's fun to play, then I I, I see that as a better than just stringing out a game for four times longer than it needs to take. I agree. Um, So, I think when I think of the perfect amount of content, I'm actually going to bring it back to... Skyrim. So the core story in Skyrim takes 25 to 30 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually played it straight through um, the first weekend it was out. Um, you probably remember that weekend because you got the Metal Gear Solid HD collection. Um, I do remember that. I was it, just telling my wife about that weekend not too long ago. <laughs> it's a it, it's one of my favorite memories in video games. Uh, we You and I both got a new game. And we sat like <laughs> in. Di- I, I think it was in different rooms. Um, it might have been back to back, but we just played those games all weekend, and it was awesome. Um, but anyways, so the main story is only twenty five to thirty hours, but there are there are three hundred hours of content in the base game of Skyrim. Um. That's like side quests and all that stuff. So I think that if you're someone that just wants to play the main story, um, great for Skyrim. Like that's all I did initially. It wasn't until years later that I came back and did some of the side quests. And um, there are some side quests that are actually better than the main story in my opinion. So I think I'm with you in saying that if there's like gameplay variety or not gameplay variety. Um, if there's really good side quest or like a shorter story, I'm, I'm more for it than, you know, a hundred hour plus game. Yeah. And uh, there's also the games like Minecraft, which I, I really like. Which mm-hmm. It just goes on. It goes on literally forever. The world is infinite and, you can make a new world and then it's just a completely different map. Mm-hmm. And th- there's so many different things you can do in that game. And it's, I, I kind of like that there's no story at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm more, I, I think you're more in this camp too. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm more about gameplay in video yeah. games. I don't necessarily care about the story. Um, there are a few games where I do care about the story, like the Uncharted series. Um, but for the most part, I'm all about gameplay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only games I really think care about gameplay or story for is the Metal Gear Solid games. And mm-hmm. that's just because it's 
pretty much like a movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that wraps up our E3 predictions because we kind of got off on a tangent. Um, well, that's what that's what a podcast is for, right? It's true. It really is. Um, so we're going to go to our special June edition of 20 questions. And typically, uh, it's movie 20 questions, uh, which I know you'd probably be really good at. Uh, yeah. But... I'm going to make it video game 20 questions. And this is actually inspired by one of my favorite podcasts um, from IGN called Game Scoop. Um, they do video game 20 questions every week. And it's usually a listener sends in a video game suggestion. Um, and the host is the question counter slash answerer. And the co-hosts, because they have multiple co-hosts, uh, ask the questions. Um, but this week, I just thought of a video game. And I'm going to have you ask the questions. Is, is that cool? I'm going to ask you the questions. Yes, you're going right. to ask ask me the questions. And okay. you have to you have to guess the game. Oh. That I'm thinking. Okay, so this is... Let me just get the scope here. This is like any, any game ever. Right. right? Okay. Yeah, so... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go over some examples. So like typically when I've played either movie 20 questions or when I've listened to, uh, video game 20 questions on game scoop, they try to narrow it down to a certain era. So in video game 20 questions, they'll like say, is this the era with PS2, uh, GameCube and Xbox or whatever, um, or for movie 20 questions, I'll say, was this released before January 1st, 2010? Okay. So those are the kind of the questions. And then I try to go into genre questions. Um, um, I've, for movie 20 questions, I've never gone into who, you know, who distributed it. Cause I only know a handful of, uh, studios, but like, I know a lot more game studios. So I would ask like, who published it? Um, was this developed by, uh, you know, Retro Studios or something? Okay. Uh, so th- the, that's kind of how it goes. But I have a particular game in mind, and you can go on ahead and, and start whenever you want. Okay. Is this a current generation game? No. Was the game released in the last 10 years? No. Is it a Nintendo... Is it on a Nintendo console? Yes. Uh, Is it for the Super Nintendo? No. Is it for the Nintendo 64? Yes. That's five questions. I'm, I'm keeping count, too. Oh, cool. Is it a first-party game? Like, published by Nintendo? Um, let me look that up real quick. <laughs> I think it is, but I want to make sure. Um...
I'm going to go on ahead and say yes. Yes. Okay. Is it a platforming game? Yes. That, that, that narrows it down. It does, but there's a lot of platforming games on N64 still. Is it a rare game? Rareware game? Yes. Is it Donkey Kong 64? Yes! <laughs> ah, you got it in nine questions. Yeah. Man, I... So, I would have picked a newer game. Um, but I didn't want to, like, torture you. Because um, right. I knew that you haven't kept up, necessarily. I guess I could have gone with a, a newer Nintendo game. Um, That's okay. But, yeah. Well, I, I mean... Um, I would have called the, that a second party game, but still. Yeah. So that's why I was confused. Um, I, I, I thought I knew it wasn't third party. I always forgot about second party. Um, but yeah, released in 1999 to, um, I wouldn't say universal acclaim. A lot of use, a lot of players liked it. It didn't necessarily review well. I think it's. The opinions split on the game. Yeah. Um, actually, IGN gave it a 9, so did GameSpot, and it has a 90% on Metacritic, but it's not looked on as fondly as other rare games. Yeah. Um, but, yes, Donkey Kong 64, his first soiree into 3D, and actually, only mainline soiree into 3D. Yeah, that's right. Kind of need a... Super, uh, uh, a Donkey Kong 64 too. Where, where are you at, Retro Studios? Oh, you're probably working on Metroid 4. Um, please get that to us really quickly. But, from there, that's all we have for Wisecast. Alex, I owe you a beer whenever I get up to visit you. Um, that's oh. kind of that's kind of the bet. So, whoever loses buys the winner a beer. Nice. Uh, you can challenge challenge me back with I'll challenge you back with uh, 20 questions. All right. Um, I wouldn't mind. I, I I say I'm better at movies, but I've actually been stumped a couple times. Um, but, yeah, that's all we have for this week's edition of Weisscast. Uh, Alex, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day, especially last minute, to record. Um, really appreciate it. No problem. It. Um, really fun yeah I'd, I'd love to have you on more um especially my my co-host is moving and we'll have a really busy busy schedule probably once he moves um he's doing an internship out in um arizona at a church and getting his master's so uh we're not sure what his time's gonna look like um but i'll probably have a rotating host um or co-host uh, starting with season two of Weisscast. And so I would love for you to be on that rotation. I, I think I would too. Um, that folks has been Weisscast, the June edition with our E3 predictions. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Weiss is right. Also on Instagram at the Weiss is right. Alex, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Alexander M Weiss, just my full name throwing it out there wow um, 
that that's that's my my handle now at yeah. Alexander M. Weiss. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I am. I I I don't check Twitter as much as often as I used to. I don't have it on my phone anymore. Whoa, but, I didn't know that. Yep, uh, it's I can be a little bit of a screen addict, and yeah, but uh, I I do check it. I, I'm not, mm-hmm. not completely absent, but yeah, feel free to give me a follow and say hey. And also, folks, we are on patreoncom slash Wisecast. Um, your support helps pay for the website wisecast.com and also our um, hosting website pinecast Um, your support is very much appreciated and um, from there we are going to send it to um, our outro song which honestly I haven't even picked yet so I'm going to look at SoundCloud real quick and just pick something um, very, very quickly. It's um, going to be like the Simpsons episode where you just splice it in later. Yeah, it probably is. Um, splice in the name later. Simpsons is actually a good good idea. We're going to go is with... Simpsons related song? <laughs> we're going to go with the Simpsons theme song remix by CG5. Find CG5 on SoundCloud. Give them a follow. I'm sure it's a fine song even though I haven't heard it yet. So that's all this week for this week's episode of Weisscast, and I'll catch you next month. Maybe uh, Alex and I will record in person. Ooh. Ooh. Who knows? Peace out. The